time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. The people who know me well, who hear me tell stories, have become very patient (laughs) as I will often reference where I heard this, where I think I heard this, and I won't have all the information, but I will take the time (laughs) to attempt some kind of something and be like, I saw this thing. I don't know where it could have been. And they're just waiting patiently for the punchline, which eventually will follow. Um, (laughs) This is also one of those times. Welcome. (laughs) I'm going to get there. Um, Welcome and thank you to listeners who have been here for some time, to brand new listeners who are like, what's the soft shoulder all about? I think I'll start here. And um, weirdly, this past couple of weeks, the feedback that I've gotten from several people was that they decided to listen to the soft shoulder a few episodes, you know, at a time uh, to feel like they were hanging out with me. So this is... Some people just like listeners who just wanted the company, uh, just wanted a soothing voice, just wanted to hear some laughs, and and then even like friends that I haven't been able to keep in touch with. (laughs) Hello. Um, It's like, oh, it feels like you're here. And I just love that feedback. It it, it amuses me. I'm like, come for the soothing voice and stay for like, maybe I'll say something insightful. Who knows? Whatever it is that you're getting out of it, um, that is the most important thing. And I am not here to like, you know, if you're listening to something that soothes you, I'm making a joke like, oh, haha, you know, like that's not the content, but it's, it's, and it's not, but it also is. I named it the soft shoulder for that reason. It's about the feeling, the feeling that I have received so generously from other podcasters, audiobooks over the years. And it's the kind of mood and the kind of feeling I wanted to give you. I know that it does make a huge difference when you just need to hear a soothing voice and feel like you're in good company. And sometimes it doesn't matter what the voice is saying, you know. So um, thank you for the feedback. It's always wonderful to hear. And uh, I hope I continue to soothe. I imagine I may giggle a bunch in this episode. (laughs) It is possible. So those who know me well, um, you know, have have heard me tell stories, get excited and probably um, say, give way more details than is necessary. Like if I had more time, it would be shorter, that kind of thing. Um, So here we go. Um, There was some clips on YouTube (laughs) that I was watching. It's of a talk show um I don't remember the talk show I don't remember the host (laughs) so I don't know but I know that RuPaul was a guest there's like a whole bunch of guests on a couch and I think the background is like pink like it's a bright color pink or orange or something like that 
And RuPaul was on there and he was talking about um, like answers, like having like five things that you could just answer any question to. And like one of his was, I'll be the judge of that. So like, it doesn't matter what anybody says, you just answer with that. And it's just fun to have these little catchphrases. And as part of this discussion, the host, I believe, <laughs> I'm not that talk show that has like a fact checker. So <laughs> this is an entertainment purposes only. So the, the, the host said that, he <laughs> am I really doing this? So I watched a show I don't remember. And the host who I don't remember said that someone told him <laughs> that they were talking to Lucille Ball. And that she used to do this thing when she was at a dinner party where if someone got up to use the restroom or went to the kitchen or something, the moment they would walk back into the room, no matter what was happening, she would just <laughs> pick someone at the table and be like, well, say that to her face <laughs> just to like cause shit, which is really hilarious. Anyways, so that's where I got the title <laughs> for this episode. Say it to your face. And the RuPaul tie-in, it's all going to make sense, is if you are a fan of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, if you've watched any of the seasons, you are familiar with this scene where the finalists, however many there are that particular season, they have, you know made it through the challenges they have arrived it's like this final moment it's a big deal there's been a lot of it's been a journey they've done a lot of personal growth and rose to the challenges and then it's time for the like Barbara Walters like totally manipulative (laughs) moment of like trying to get them to cry (laughs) by holding up photos of them um, of them as children the queens as children and asking them one at a time what they if knowing what they know now what would they say to little five-year-old so-and-so or eight-year-old so-and-so and and they just throw this picture up and even as the seasons went on and we all knew it was coming it was like became a regular feature and the queens knew it was coming it was like still effective right as as gimmicky as that is it was effective and what do I mean by that I mean that Even though like they're anticipating it, they know it makes for good TV. The effect that it would have is in that moment, the queen would look at a picture of their face as a child. And most of the time, it would hit them in the heart. It would, there was something that would happen. You can see it in their faces. This is why it kept working. Um, And they knew what to say for the most part. It's like it would access some kind of truth, some kind of loving uh, perspective, and um, so much self-compassion. I think that's what I love so much about it is how instantly this image of like, hey, here's your five-year-old self. What would you say to this kid knowing what you know now? And then you see like, even if they're trying to hold it together and be really glamorous or whatever, it's like it gets in there. There's something really powerful about this. I mean, you may have done a lot of uh, work called like inner child work or reparenting work, anything um, like in depth with a therapist or even just in your own imagination, just that concept of like healing the child within you, parenting the child within you in the ways that you wish uh, had, had happened as you grew up and was out of your control as it is for all of us as children, right? 
It's an amazing way to remember <laughs> that we were once that small, that we were once that vulnerable, that we were doing the best that we could, you know, and um, it's I, what I what I love about watching those scenes is the is like is the clarity. It's like you look and it's like, what do you want to say to this kid? And it's like very clear of like either wanting to prepare the child wanting to honor the child. Most of the time, it was just giving this child the love and approval unequivocally, like just, you are perfect. You are amazing. You're going to go through hard things. You're going to pull through, you know, or you're special. You don't realize it now, but you're special. Like there's such beautiful messages. And really, this is an, a self-love exercise, right? We're using this, this, you know, this gimmick, this prop of a photograph, this idea of us in the past and we're giving it's easier this is what I find so interesting and I think that it's just a, such a helpful tool but it's easier often to look at this little picture of you and say all the self-loving things that maybe actually you need to hear today right I mean who doesn't need to hear you're amazing <laughs> there'll be challenges ahead but you'll get through them you are so special. A lot of people don't understand that, but keep going. I believe in you. All the messages that you'll hear people say to their child selves, you know, um, it's not like, like you only needed to hear it when you were five. <laughs> you could probably stand to hear it right now or maybe even every day, right? So I just wanted to get on here and... Um, and invite you to do this exercise. So there's lots of, you know, inner child work to do. There's lots of exercises out there, lots of resources and books if you want to go on a deep dive. You may also have like resistance to it, like it feels like cheesy or too easy and you think about it conceptually, but you don't really like drop into the body to do that. Um, you don't really look at like you watch <laughs> Drag Race and watch them do this thing with their little inner child or their younger selves. Um but you don't really think about that for yourself. So if you are fortunate and have any photograph from your childhood, I would invite you to actually do the exercise. Like pretend if it, it's completely unnecessary, but if you want to imagine you're one of the finalists on Drag Race, go for it. And imagine that RuPaul or me or someone is holding up this picture like, hey, what do you have to say to this seven-year-old self, whatever age, whatever, it doesn't matter. It could be an infant, could be 10, could be 16, could be five years ago, honestly. It's a really powerful exercise if you do the exercise. <laughs> I am saying this because I, maybe like you, have listened to many podcasts with great ideas and I'm washing dishes and walking around. Yes, I see you and... <laughs> I don't really do it. I think that's a great idea. And I, I'm pretty sure I know what I would say. But recently, I pulled up one of my favorite childhood photos. It is the class photo from junior, my very first class photo, junior kindergarten. I think I was three and a half and uh, maybe just turned four. And it's one of, I don't know why. I just, I remember the outfit I was wearing. I remember being really cozy and I don't know. I just look kind of cute in it. I don't know why I 
like this picture, but I do. And there's just something about that particular age um, and this look on my face. Like I, it was the first time I'd ever sat in one of those boxes with a blue thing behind me for a posed photograph that now I have a lot of memories of. But that was the first time. Anyways, I pulled this up. I made it the screensaver on my phone. I made it the wallpaper, sorry, on my phone. And I've been making it a practice lately to think about how I would make little Danette proud. What would I say to little Danette if she was really upset today and frustrated about how things were going, which happened this morning? (laughs) It helps. Then when I open up my phone to like numb myself or check email or something, I see her. And I think I'm like, oh, like she's having a bad day. What would I say to her? It's the same thing that I would want to hear today. And so it just really gives me that opportunity to practice like, oh, honey, you're having a really rough day. A lot of these things were out of your control. You did your best. How can I make it better? You know, these are some of the things that came up just from this morning's strange activities (laughs) that happened. Um, And every day it's a little bit different. And here's another thing I want to invite you. If you decide to do this exercise, if you decide to do it like me and have it as like your phone wallpaper, I don't have it as my lock screen. So it's like once I get in there, I get that moment of my brain is like, oh, there she is, right? So I don't get bored of it or stop seeing her, right? Um, Don't keep her up there or whoever it is, (laughs) you little them. Um, Don't keep that little photo of yourself up for very long. And the reason why is because it's easy for us to just get used to something and then stop seeing it. It doesn't have an impact. So I would invite you to do this for like, I don't know, even one day, three days, a week tops, and then take it down and change it and just see what happens. But notice, notice what, notice how quickly you can access the kind of clarity that you need. Like, what would you really want to say? And maybe you don't have clarity right away, but that is also interesting. What is being held back? What do you wish you could say? What permission does this little one need today? What kind of praise does this little one need? What reassurance does this little one need? Maybe it's not so much what you need to say to this younger self, but what this younger self has to offer you. If you're having a frustrating day, what might that little self want to do? What would they suggest? What would they prefer? What are they hoping for? If, if you could go back in time to like, you know, in my case, this four-year-old self, what would she wish for me? What would she hope? What would she want me to create for her? What would make her proud? What would make her feel safe and excited about her future? This is the life that you are creating in this moment. Every day we get to create it. You can't change whatever happened in the time from when that photo was taken until now. That stuff is done. So you just come to it today. What choices can you make today? How kind can you be to yourself today? And does this practice help you access some of that self-love? You know, sometimes we're just 
so smart, a little too smart. And I'm that word I'm kind of putting in quotations, right? For our own good, because our minds will get in the way, our brains will do all kinds of distracting things that make like we have to find little games to play <laughs> to be able to trick ourselves into relaxing, trick ourselves into like finding the truth or finding love. And that's okay. That's like part of our human nature, part of how our brain is working, right? This is okay. These are just games for grownups, right? <laughs> Psychological games. Um, try this one out and see how it feels. And even if, you know, I know that it's different on Drag Race because these people are at a pretty peak moment of life, right? So you might say, well, Danette, great. Yeah, well, like I haven't overcome challenges. Like I'm not standing on a stage living my best life, looking amazing. Um, so that conversation might be different. Um, you don't need to be a queen. You don't need to be a winner. You don't need to be uh, on TV or any of that stuff for this conversation to be important and valuable and meaningful. And you don't need all of those like big glittery things to recognize yourself and to recognize you as a person and your value as a person, you know? So experiment with this for a short period of time. Um, I mean, by all means, if you want to keep going with this practice, you can. But I would also invite you then to swap the photo out with a different one just to keep some life there because this, this exercise can be very precious and very powerful. And so you want to like make sure it doesn't lose the pilot light, you know, like make sure that the uh, variety and the whimsy and the excitement is like, oh, I remember this, right? Um, you want to keep that going. So if you can swap out photos, awesome. And also, you know, this all came to my mind thinking about these young photos on the drag race finales and then this four-year-old photo of me. But I mean, what if you put up a picture of yourself from like a week ago? What would do you wish that person from a week ago knew? What kind of encouragement do you want to tell a week ago you? This, you can, you can do this anywhere on the timeline. And it's a really lovely way to practice talking to yourself that can still feel like it's another person. Because when we go back in time, there's like this, oh, that was another me. That was a different place. There feels like there's this illusion. This is one of those games. There's this illusion of like separation. And, um, you know, you may have read or heard about the power of doing affirmations in the mirror, talking to yourself in the mirror. I know for a lot of you, this is a bit too much. This is a bit too much of a first step. In fact, for some of us looking in the mirror at all, um, that in itself is very challenging, right? Um, and being in the present, looking at ourselves, talking to ourselves can be very confronting. There's a lot of things happening when you're doing that. Um you know, I would suggest if you want to talk to yourself in the present that you do it with just audio or just with eye gazing, like, you know, and then put it all together, right? It's like learning choreography <laughs> or parts of harmony or something. It's just like, don't feel like you need to do it all at once. And of course, if that activity is like hard, difficult, challenging, uh, frustrating, you feel silly, you're, you're going to be less likely to do it because you'll be less motivated to do it because it's not fun. <laughs> so make this fun for yourself, right? 
try this on, try speaking to yourself in these different places, these different versions of you, these different moments of you, like you get to time travel, really, right? And you can also do this in a journal, right? These are great journal prompts of like, here's what I want to tell you and just write it out. You can speak it out. You can write it out. Find a way that makes it easy, dear listener, you know? This is like these exercises are only helpful if you actually do them. Um, And there's no, I I know a lot of people have a lot of tips and I've done this too, where there's a lot of, here's how you journal or here's how you paint or here's how you, you know, love yourself. And the truth is, is that like, there's infinite ways to do any of those things. And what works for me is not going to work perfectly for you. So much of my journey has been in acknowledging my differences from how I learn from others, um, how I process information, um, how the school system is run and how that did or didn't work for you, right? Like, don't let the um, instructions and helpful tips get in the way of you benefiting from some of these works. Find out what's the essence here and what's a way that I can make this easier. What's a way that I can access this faster. That's what that really means. You know, it's like easy doesn't mean lazy. Easy doesn't mean you're not quote unquote doing the work and getting away with something. Notice (laughs) you have judgments around that. Hilarious. Adorable. You're so adorable. I do it too. So the reason why you want ease is it's just accessible. That's it. It's just accessible, right? If you have olive oil in the kitchen and you use it all the time, don't put it behind a whole bunch of other crap in the cupboard, right? You put it where? You put it like right next to the stove or right out on the counter sometimes or within reach. It's not like, there's not, it's not cheating, right? So you just want to make sure that you can easily reach for this truth, easily reach for this voice of love, easily reach for this place where like nobody knows you like you do. When other people look at a picture of you at five or whatever, they have their own perspective. Nobody knows that experience of that child like you do. So that's what's so amazing about this time travel thing is you can go right back there. You know what was unspoken. You know now what was conditioned out of you. You know now what you really wished an adult person had said or did or didn't do. You knew what you weren't able to put into words then. Because how could you have you were a child, right? So you have that information now. Make it easy, make it accessible, find your way to do that. And have fun with this, have fun with this relationship with you. Say it to your face. (laughs) What you wish was said to your face before. Say the good things, say the truthful things. And know as you're doing this, you are working that muscle, that one of the many self-love muscles that is helping you speak kindly to yourself and see yourself and be compassionate and generous, right? You don't need any more people telling you to toughen up. You don't need any more people telling you that you should have done better. You don't need any more people telling you that you're weird or different or difficult. You don't need that. Don't be one more person who does that. You get to be the change here. Love is the path for how that can soften and change in the ways that just only you know that you need it. 
It's a really beautiful thing. You can start creating that today. If you want to share some insights from that, I would love to hear how this episode inspired you. Um, I always love listening to your voice in a voice message or a reading in an email, uh, Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. Let me know how this went for you. And share this episode with a friend. If you know a friend who's maybe a drag race fan, you want to do this together, that can be really fun too. You don't have to have it witnessed. But hey, if you've got a friend you want to share this with, that's wonderful also. Um, In an upcoming episode, um, I'm excited to talk about, you remember friendship pins and friendship bracelets and that whole ritual of like, splitting something in two and taking each half and having that that little bond of something. Um, I have a, a whole new thing that you could be doing as an adult that has that same kind of cute nostalgia vibe, but is um, involves less plastic. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to wear a rainbow bracelet anymore or a tiny like weird charm of half a broken heart you know that says bestie on it um what is the version of that for grown-ups that's coming up in the next episode um (laughs) so stay tuned for that and speaking of friends and friendship and all things wonderful Allison Tarr thank you this episode is brought to you by Allison at techcoven.com and allisontar.com if you are looking to have your website built, rebuilt, um, and if you're interested in things witchy and tarot, um, she's your gal. So um, enjoy looking in front of the mirror. Be sweet to yourself. If you if you if you if you notice you're being a little bit mean, just step away. Step away. <laughs> Come back. Say it to your face. Say all the things that your heart wanted to hear. It's not too late. And you can do this every day. We always need to hear it. I never tire of hearing it, right? Do you ever tire of hearing I love you from someone or that you are needed or that someone's really grateful that you're in their life? You know, just because they said it eight years ago doesn't mean it's done, right? Like, it's nice to hear this again. Do that for yourself as often as you choose to. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care, and we'll talk to you soon.